Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lennon, and this episode is being brought to you by the book Make Space for Magic, my new release, which you can get on all major retailers. So today I want to talk about the sacred pause. The sacred pause is an invitation to slow down, to stop as much of the external action and interaction as we can so that we can be still in our lives, which is a big challenging request when we live in such a busy world. A few weeks ago, and I've referenced this, that there's been stuff going on and a bit of a dark night of the soul. But what I realized is what's really happening is I am being invited into a sacred pause. And I've been going kicking and screaming. And the reason I'm sharing that is now I'm starting to see as I've worked with individuals in the receiving school and in my mastermind, and I'm talking in more depth about this, that most people are being called into this sacred pause right now, or at least most people I know. And the thing is, you can go in gracefully, you can go in open-hearted, or you can go in kicking and screaming like I did, and it will be a very bumpy ride, and it's much easier once you settle in. And the sacred pause is really a place where the divine steps in and says, stop. You've made many changes. You have learned, you have grown, you have transformed, and it's time to integrate. In a way, it's the time where the caterpillar emerges from the cocoon as the butterfly, and it must sit there on a branch before it takes flight so that the wind can dry its wings. And it's that period where it's just there. It has become the butterfly, but it is not yet time to fly. That is the sacred pause. I noticed a yoga teacher online had posted a saying, or rather had posted a question in the form of the meme. And it hit me between the third eye. (laughs) And she said, do you have the courage to be in the pause between what is no longer and what is not yet? You may have heard of her, Octavia Rahim. I had not heard of her before, but now I am following her because her words seem to be catching me exactly where I want to be caught. And it's this, this pause that we are in. And I think it's happening to so many because this is what's happening to humanity is we are no longer what we were and yet we have not become what we will. And so we are in pause. And I believe there's a real important value in this pause to integrate who we've become, what we've learned. And 
one of the symptoms of fighting this sacred pause, and I don't know, maybe even if you are stepping into it gracefully and peacefully, you're going to endure this symptom. But the symptom is things start to happen that feel like they fly in the face of the quote unquote work you've done, right? Especially the spiritual work. I've done all this work. Why is X happening right now? Maybe you've done the work to um, navigate a difficult relationship and you've put up the boundaries and you've done so with courage. And then out of the blue, another relationship presents itself that's going to require work, maybe even similar work, right? And you can shake your fist at the heavens and say, why I've been through this journey already. I've learned these lessons. I just don't want to feel the irritation anymore because that's what it'll be. It's not that you need courage any longer to navigate this next difficult relationship. It now is just an irritation. You know you have learned the lesson you needed to learn. So why is this relationship that's going to need the same work showing up? And honestly, I don't have the answer yet. I don't have the answer why these confusing events are happening. Because when they show up, you'll feel like, okay, I'm not getting triggered by this the way I used to. I clearly learned, but it's a kind of a pain in the ass. (gasps) Why do I need this pain in the ass right now? Because I'm kind of tired. And again, I don't really know what the answer is, but perhaps... That's what the butterfly feels when it's sitting on the branch and had been waiting, had done all this work to be able to fly. And then it sits there and it's like, nope, just you got to wait while this wind blows against you and dries you off. And so maybe that's what these events are doing. They're drying off our wings so we can take flight. Last week in my uh, magic makers group, which is a group of people who have ordered the Make Space for Magic book while we've been in launch and you're welcome to join us there. Each week I've been hosting story time where I read from the book and I talk about pieces of the book that didn't get included. Maybe they got removed from editing or I just had decided not to share them in the book itself, but they're sort of the behind the scenes, behind the scenes of the book writing process. And the story I shared was a time with my mom. So she was at the end of her life and Up until that particular day, although the doctors had said we were in a situation that would never improve, we were holding out hope for a miracle because we are people of faith. My mother was, I am. And although I didn't think it was likely, I knew it was possible that the divine could clear the cancer out of her body if that was for her highest good. And so that was what I had been hoping for. And I walked into my mom's home and I looked at her and I knew, I knew she had decided to go. I knew it as much as the day before I had known she was not in the process of leaving. And so overnight something had shifted and she was ready to go. She was ready to exit her body. Now she didn't do that immediately. There was a process. And so in a way, we were in that sacred pause. The thing that had been was no longer. She was no longer fighting cancer. 
And the thing that she would become free from her human self had not yet happened. And so we were in the pause. And I didn't say anything to her about what I saw. But as I was sitting there with her, she was so tired, so very tired. And I said, Mom, why don't you go lay down? And she said, I just want to spend this time with you. And I'm so grateful that by that point in our journey with her cancer, I had come to understand that busyness and action aren't always the best course or the best path. I had learned to slow down, not always, but when it really counted. And I could have easily cut the visit short. There was so much going on back then. By that point, I was the sole provider for our family. My kids were little. My husband was out of work. I was trying to grow a business really against all odds at that point. There would have been so many reasons for me to rush off. And yet I knew there was only one right answer, which was to just be there. And I said, well, let's let's go lay down together. Let's go take a nap together. And then I will be there. And I'll talk to you while you go to sleep. And that particular conversation turned into a pivotal life moment, a moment where I thought I understood my mother in one way. And then all of a sudden, the focus and filter with which I saw her life completely shifted. In that conversation, she talked to me about regretting never written her book. And I immediately felt so sad that there was this deep regret that she had wanted to write a book. I had never known she wanted to write a book. And there it was, I the shoe that I thought was always going to drop, which was that my mom had not been able to live her fullest life because she was so busy always taking care of everybody. So many people just always being the caretaker. And I said to her, mom, did you want to write a book? What was the book about? And she said, the book of love. And I said, what was that? And she said, that's the book where I tell you how much I love you and how much I love your brother and sister. And there she was just rounding the corner on her human life and all she had left as a regret was that she hadn't created a written document that was so unnecessary because her entire life was that document. Her entire life was a testament to how much she loved us, how much she loved so many people. And up until that point, I had just always thought that maybe my mom's life wasn't full or as full as it could have been because she loved people so much. And put so much energy into that. And in that conversation, what I suddenly came to see, and it was an amalgamation of all the time we had spent together in the last couple of years as she had gone through treatments and we had ridden the roller coaster of hope and disappointment and devastation and acceptance. All of that came together to help me see the world through a different lens. And that one understanding, that shift in understanding didn't just shift my relationship to my mother, it shifted my relationship to myself. 
because it suddenly made me realize that you have to get really clear about what matters to you to exit this planet without regrets. And my mom came pretty close to doing that, short of not having written her book of love. Now, if we had not been offered that sacred pause, I don't know that I would have understood that the way I do today. And so now, as humanity, we are being offered that sacred pause because we have come out of a time partially because of the pandemic, but the pandemic being a tool of the time we're in, of a time of transformation on this planet, of moving from a very dysfunctional masculine energy to balancing the masculine with the divine feminine energy in all of us, which means learning to receive, so learning to slow down, learning to be in receptivity as much as we are in action. And if we have spent an enormous amount of time of action, especially this year, which is me raising my hand, then we must balance it with the pause, with the slowing down so that we can integrate. So my question to you right now is, if you knew for sure you were being offered an invitation to a sacred pause, what would that change about how you go into the next week or the next month or the next few months? What if rather than thinking like, what did I accomplish in 2021 in these last few months? You thought, what could I learn to become? What could I learn to receive? What could I learn to be without doing one more thing? Would you make different choices? Or would you keep putting pressure on yourself to generate, to create, to make happen in a way that might not work very well. Because what I'm finding is when you get offered the sacred pause, you can fight it, but it's going to happen one way or the other. And I'm finding that just allowing it to be and choosing to be with it and to play with it removes a lot of the friction. Whatever stage you're in, I certainly send you love for grace and gratitude. Grace and gratitude for yourself and grace and gratitude for whatever is being served up to you right now, however uncomfortable it is. I know that that's a painful suggestion to have gratitude for things that don't feel good, but I'm telling you, all of it's being delivered to us for a reason. And what I whisper to myself 10, 20 times a day these days is, I may not understand why, but this is happening for me, not to me. And I offer that to you as well. Much love. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.